You're listening to the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass with me, Jose Gomez, founder and CEO of nonprofitwebsites.com and NetMinistry. If you're a leader in a nonprofit organization who wants to reach more donors, volunteers, members, supporters, and the community that you're serving using the power of the internet, then I'm already waiting for you in today's episode. So let's get started. All right. Thank you so much for uh, joining us again uh, for the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass, Jose Gomez from Nonprofit Websites. And today I've actually got a, a little bit of a different, uh, we're going a different direction um, than just discussing strategy. Um, I've actually got Jenny Wheelis, who's a client services director uh, for Hope Pregnancy Center uh, on the line with us. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the strategies that uh, Hope Pregnancy Center has been using um, to raise engagement and increase donors. Uh, just a little bit about Hope Pregnancy Center. They're a pro-life pregnancy center. They do free pregnancy tests and options counseling. They also offer prenatal and parenting classes while providing, uh, while offering material assistance such as diapers, wipes, baby items, maternity clothes, um, and those are earned by coming to the classes. So they're completely dependent on supporters who give their time and their money to keep them running. And their website is at hopecanton.com. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for getting on the, the program today. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you because you know you're you're in you're in the group, the nonprofit leader insider group um, on Facebook that I created. And I'm so thankful that you joined us and and you you know I was I was asking the question, posing the question um, to the people who are in the group, and, and right now we're kind of you know kind of trying to engage people in that group a little bit to get um, to get going and, and get moving in the direction of their nonprofits uh, mission. But, you know, I asked the question as to what's worked for their nonprofit so far. And you were really the only person that that responded to that question. And you actually responded in a very thorough way and a very exciting way. And um, you, you, you really told us a lot about, you know, what you've been experiencing. So I want to just give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about, um, you know, first of all, tell us a little bit about how your organization works um, right now, the things that you're involved in. And then tell us specifically about some of the things that you mentioned about your donor marketing using Facebook groups. Okay. Well, um, as you said, you know, we're a pregnancy center and pro-life. We are all about saving babies, but we're also, um, we share the gospel, and so that's a huge priority to us as well. Um, we have found that um, prior to what we're doing and what we've been doing in the last year and a half, we've had a Facebook page for our donors and supporters where we would post maybe once a month something in the pro-life area or something about legislation that was coming up. Um, but that was really about it. We had a website that was designed by a couple of staff members years ago, and it was very cookie cutter. There wasn't a lot of information on it. Um, everything that you clicked on would take you to another website. Um, when we, last year, around February, we started experiencing large numbers of professions of faith and people coming to know the Lord, as well as women coming through um, who were abortion-minded, and that chose life for their babies. And we, what we realized is we were so excited about what was happening, but none of our supporters and none of the people in our area really knew what was going on. Mm. We're excited and we're pumped, and it's getting us, you know, motivated to do more. So we began posting 
just, you know, kind of the one, once or twice thing when something exciting would happen. And what we found was that we went from having maybe three or four likes for a post that we would post to up to 137 wow. likes for a post. Um, so people were really beginning to get excited when they would see that someone had come to know the Lord or that a young lady had come in and her baby had been saved and that she had chosen life. So we now post um, almost on a daily basis. Anytime someone gives their life to Christ, anytime a mom makes, um, anytime a mom chooses life for a child, we post that on our Facebook. And we went from receiving donations maybe once or twice a month. Someone would bring in a couple of packages of diapers, or someone would bring in a check. To now, we receive donations almost daily. Wow! Both cash and material assistance. And I even had people messaging me through, through Facebook, what can I do to help? Can I throw a baby shower for a girl? Can I throw a baby shower for your, you know, for the ministry? They want to be a part of this because they see what's happening and they see the need and they're excited. Now, now and, this is through, you, you, this isn't just posting it just onto Facebook and just onto a page. You've actually created a private group, correct? Yes, we have a private group that is only for supporters. We have our public Facebook page that is meant to reach potential clients, but we have a closed group that you have to ask to join, and it is solely for supporters and donors. Gotcha. And so it's in that group that we post. <clears throat> and so all of our volunteers, anyone can really add members to this group. We went from having about 250 members at the end of 2015 to now well over 800 members. Wow. So it's made a huge difference and people are excited. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and you know, I think it, it, it speaks volumes about being part of like a, a tribe, especially mm -hmm. when it feels sort of exclusive because you're in this private group. And, you know, for those of you listening that are maybe in nonprofits of other kinds, within the pregnancy uh, center world, you know, typically there are kind of two voices that, that the centers use. One that's really for the girls, and it, it really is very welcoming to options and providing um, different types of help to them. And then there's one to the donors who tend to be a very, very different group of people, and they support the cause that the center is going after. So uh, you've got two kind of different voices and that's where you see you know Jenny alluding to the public face you know public page, Facebook page but then you've got this private group of the supporters who are really trying to save lives or trying to help the girls and it's a, a little bit of a different voice than mm -hmm. necessarily you would use for the girls correct absolutely yeah absolutely that that's to me it's really fascinating how you were able to leverage um, Facebook groups, a private group, in order to accomplish this mission. And when you first, what gave you the idea to, to, to do that? To do the closed book? Yeah. Page, I mean, well, we wanted to obviously have one that was for clients because we want them to see what we have to offer. We want them to see um, non-judgment. We want them to see hope and options. but. We don't want them to go to our, our, our Facebook page and see pro-life, pro-life, pro-life. Gotcha. Um, not that we're trying to misrepresent, but because we want them to come to us for true health and compassion um, and to not feel like they're judged before they walk in the door. Exactly. Um, so that's the face we present to the public. Not that we're trying to be deceiving in any way. Right. We just want to be welcoming and for them to know that we want to help them. But then when it comes to our closed group, that we don't want our clients to see. 
we want this to be for our supporters. Um, and it started just to kind of be informational and try to get some support. It just kind of wasn't going anywhere for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that probably your supporters weren't seeing most of the posts because of Facebook's algorithm. But now when they're part of a an, an actual private group, Facebook yeah. prioritizes that. Yeah. So, so they're able to see most of your posts and then engage. You know, and it also talks, I think it speaks volume to segmentation of your audience. You know, you have one message, which is, you know, we need stuff to be able to serve the women that we serve. We need volunteers. You know, that's kind of one stream of messaging. Here's all the great things that are happening as a result of your giving. And then there's a message of of hope and of, uh, of being there for you. And, and really the message that's the mission towards the clients you're trying to attract really splitting those two pipelines, whatever your that, that difference is between messages, um, mm-hmm. it's just a smart thing to do. So even if you're a business who has, you know, you have a few different lines of business, you know, and you, you wanna address the one type of client that has this need differently than you do maybe Absolutely. need be. So when you're segmenting your audiences, is like you say, it's not that you're trying to hide who you are or what you're doing, but it's a completely different message, isn't it? Absolutely. I had even looked at other pregnancy centers that had one page that addressed the mother who needed options, you know, because she's pregnant and it's a crisis. And it also addressed the classes and material assistance, and it also addressed the donors. And what I saw by reading it and by following it and other people that were responding was that they weren't getting a lot of response because they couldn't be totally for the girl that's afraid and pregnant because they had they had too many different things going on exactly on one facebook page there was not really one focus goal or mission if that makes sense it does completely make sense you know what one of my clients is in south florida uh, it's prc naples and um and you know i i frequently have conversations just about you know we, we do a lot of their marketing we both we do uh, uh some of the pay-per-click advertising we do seo for them and and one of the things that we really had to do was really hone their main client site to just focus on clients and really split out that message just the way that you've done here the the interesting thing is that you took that one step further and you ended up doing it with your social presence using these private facebook groups and i think that is so just such a smart way to approach it now how do you go about let's say a donor i guess when a donor gives do you just automatically add them to the group are you asking them if they want to be added to the group how do you handle that how do you add new people in when it's not one of your people inviting them well if when we add them in anybody so if we have a member of our group like my friends on Facebook, I can add every friend that I have on Facebook to our close group. Right. I can't add anyone that I'm not friends with. Right. So what we have to do is um, I actually created a QR code. Gotcha. And that's on the back of all of our appointment cards, all of our business cards, um, anything that's going to go to a donor, that QR code is on there. When we have our annual banquet, that QR code is on our banquet program. So that people can just scan that with their phone, it takes them to the closed group, and they can join. But then we also encourage people to invite like-minded people who would want to be donors to this page. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So it's like self-inviting. It's like, here's the, here's the link to the group. You can always request to be a part of it. 
And um, ha- have you had any, this is probably a question some folks will have, have you had anybody kind of come across your group that has asked to be a part of it and then just ended up being someone who probably shouldn't be a part of it at all? Has that ever happened? Yes, as a matter of fact. So what I do, and it's, kind of, it's hard, what I do is when they ask to be a member of this closed group, if they're a, if they're a current member, I obviously I don't include them on the page because we want them to focus on being the client here. Um, often, I go to their Facebook page. I look at their posts. I see what they're about. Mm-hmm. I see. I try to see what their agenda might be, if they have an agenda, right. or if they truly have a heart for this ministry. And usually, you can tell by, I think we all know, by reading through someone's Facebook page, what their true intentions and goals and yeah. um, priorities are. And so I kind of use that. And so there are a lot of people that I don't add because I think there might be another agenda, and I don't want to compromise our presence to anyone who might need our services. That, that makes complete sense. You know, I, I, I actually, I'm a part of a nonprofit that does a private Facebook group, and, and you know, we get a lot of requests from people within, you know, within the, the, gr- the, the industry that the group is in. And we, we have to do the same thing. You, have, you know, the nice thing about Facebook is that it's not anonymous. So you get to actually look at the profile of the person. You know whether or not this is probably someone who's going to be a contributor or be helped by the group. And whether maybe it's somebody that's completely, you know, you have no idea why they requested to be part of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, or somebody added them, you know, from the group that, um, that just, you know, didn't, didn't realize this person wasn't a good candidate. So that's that's a good that's a good thing about about Facebook. Now let me ask you a question. What else, other than your your private Facebook group, have you ventured out, or, you, or do you feel other parts of your online marketing um, has has matured to the same level as as this Facebook group is? I would say, as far as donors, um, our closed Facebook group is the greatest thing that we've done. We, as of about two months ago, we now have a brand new website. Someone actually, because of all of our Facebook, you know, um, news and everything we're putting out there, they came to our open house this year and told us they wanted to donate us a brand new website. Wow, that's wonderful. Which was such an answer to prayer. Yeah. And so um, we were able to get that website started with links. In almost every paragraph, there are links where they can click on and send us a message, schedule an appointment, and... um, the number of abortion-minded women that have come through the center just this year is more than we had in 2016 and 2015 combined. Wow, that's phenomenal. And we're making weekly appointments. We're in a very small town um, in East Texas, and so less than 5,000 people in our city. So to have this many appointments coming up through our website is something we've never experienced before. Yeah, I can imagine, and such an impact. You know, there are industries that um, that really, without the online component, they really are missing out on most of the inquiries that could be coming their way. Um, I was actually just talking with an attorney friend of mine the other day, and um, you know, he was telling me he gets a lot of his his uh, referrals uh, from word of mouth. And and I you know I told him I said you know you're missing eighty percent you're literally running your business on twenty percent of the possible audience because eighty percent of attorneys leads right now up to eighty percent are coming in through the web and this Absolutely. is true this is true with so many industries and certainly the the the, the PRC uh, uh, industry um, so so you've really seen a big difference for you since you've been doing this absolutely huge difference and um, another huge difference 
I think the biggest turning point for us on our closed Facebook page is we went from being information about being pro-life, information about what's going on in the country, to information specifically about what's going on at Hope Pregnancy Center mm. each day, and people getting excited about what's happening here, because it's no longer government. This is in our backyard. Yeah. This is right here where they can make a difference, and that has changed. It's literally been a complete game changer for us. You know, one of the things that I've um, I've talked with, and, and I, I usually kind of have this reprogramming talk with not only our pregnancy centers that we deal with, but also a lot of the nonprofits we deal with is there's this there was this notion several years ago that was started by well guys like me who do this for a living but needed to sell some product to pay their rent. So what they started to do was tell people, convince people that the thing you needed to do was just post this random content that was somewhat relevant to what you did. And I think over time, people have become very smart to that and they've turned, they've kind of tuned it out because now we have so many things coming our way that when something genuine, when something truly is something truly that we are interested in, that we opted in for comes our way, it, it's, it's almost refreshing. So I imagine that the people in your group, when they see your post, they go, okay, we know this is relevant because this is about the center that we are actually associated with. It's not some random content. Absolutely. Yeah, and especially in an age where we've had so much political back and forth, right, on Facebook. Absolutely. I bet you the issues have now taken a second, uh, really a back seat to really the real progress, uh, you know, the work that's there to do. Because you, you have a lot of work to do in your community, don't you? Oh, absolutely. How, how, how long has uh, your, your center been around? Um, I want to say it started about 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. It started out as a home for unwed mothers mm -hmm. in another close by town of 1,200 people. Um, and it gradually moved to Canton, Texas, which is where we're located. And it's, we've moved from location to location as we've grown. And they went from seeing, you know, maybe two or three girls a month to now we see 35 to 40 girls a week. Wow, that's phenomenal. Wow, that's just, that's just great. Um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So t t just you know, t talk to us a little bit about, just a final point here. Take us through a typical day over at Hope Pregnancy Center. Now that you've got some online marketing your way, you've got this private group that's getting your, mobilizing your supporters, take us through a typical day there at the center. Um, well, our day always starts in prayer. Um, we have three classrooms that we're able to use. They all three have bathrooms in them, so we can do up to three pregnancy tests at a time. Um, we, on a typical day, have two appointments at least every single hour, all day, every day. We're open Monday through Thursday. Um, when a young lady comes in for her pregnancy test, we really never know what's going to happen. We may think that she's coming in because she just wants her proof of pregnancy for Medicaid because we do that for free. And sometimes we get in the room and they want an abortion and that's what they've made up their mind. Um, so we do options counseling with them and every single time we do a pregnancy test, we also take the time to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had, last year we had 68 come to know the Lord wow. here at Hope. Seven of them were men. Oh, wow. Who had come in with their girlfriend or um, whoever, two of them actually, their girlfriends were already believers and they were not. Um, this year we've had 29 salvations already and two of them have been men. 
Um, we also do discipleship. So if they've made a profession of faith or maybe they've just kind of gotten away from the Lord, we offer discipleship and we actually give them a little bit of extra hope money, which is what we call it, um, for doing the Bible study with us. So they earn their hope money and we have a whole store back in the back of donated uh, brand new or gently used items that they get to shop. And so um, this is just pretty much our day. We're doing classes with the young ladies and sometimes the fathers too. And we're doing pregnancy tests. Wow, that's phenomenal. Well, it sounds like you're doing an amazing work there in your community. I mean, just real kudos for for not only being in operation and extending the help to the to ladies in your community, but also for really experimenting with how to get the message out and finally finding a nice mix for yourself that that gets you that digital audience. And I just want to encourage you too to you know continue to explore these things. You know, there's there are other uh, tactics and, and strategies that you can pursue that can even magnify what you're doing so much more now that you have an effective website and then you have this private group. I, I really congratulate you on everything you've done. And thank you so much for sharing your success, not only with our group, but also with this podcast. Well, thank you for allowing me to share. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just want to just uh, repeat one more time, get a little bit of the details here out to everyone. You can go to hopecanon.com and um, and take a look at the website. If you're a pregnancy center, definitely take a look. Uh, I've looked it over and it's, it definitely follows the uh, client site model that we use as well at uh, pregnancy care websites too. Um, and again, it's you know hopecanton.com and it's Hope Pregnancy Center. Thank you so much, Jenny, for joining us. I really appreciate you sharing. Thank you for having me. All right, have a wonderful day. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. So there you have it, guys. We, we've got a, a wonderful model here that the center has been able to put through, put together. Jenny has uh, she's put together the pieces of the, what the website um, is, what a true pregnancy center client website should be, and she's been able to cater to her clients in that side. And for donors, she's been able to create this private Facebook group that's created kind of this exclusive kind of community of supporters of potential volunteers. I'd imagine. Imagine that most of the people in the group are prospective donors and volunteers and supporters, um, not necessarily active at the time, but she's able to engage with them and really increase involvement significantly. I mean, to the to the tune of one to two a day in terms of donations and um, and just you know requests that she didn't have before for volunteer participation. So I really want to encourage you learn from this podcast. Um, It's tremendous information. There's nothing better than information from the trenches, uh, information that's learned from things that actually work, not just the stuff that you're pitched on Facebook and all the videos you see promising success. Um, This is real stuff. This is from people uh, like us here who've been doing this for years and and looking at, watching, studying what really works for nonprofits. So if you have any questions, by the way, jump over to Facebook. And we have a private group too. And it's called the Nonprofit Leader Insiders Group. Um, You can go to Facebook and actually search for Nonprofit Leader Insiders, or I'm gonna give you the the exact address right now to type into your browser. You can go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Nonprofit Insiders. And uh, once you get there, you just request um, access to the group 
it's completely free. I mean, we just, we talk about stuff. I post stuff up there for people to think about. Um, we share successes like this. This is where I found out about Jenny's success um, for Hope Canton. And um, you can share and ask questions and find more success stories in there, okay? So I wanna invite you again, it's Nonprofit Leaders, uh, Leader Insiders, and you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Nonprofit Insiders. This does blend into a broader topic here. You can definitely go to nonprofitwebsites.com. Um, we've got links to the group from there. Uh, we've also got some free resources for you. We've got uh, resources for planning your website, for improving your content on a regular basis, and for marketing your nonprofit website. We also actually build and consult. So um, definitely reach out to me. Send me an email at jgomez at nonprofitwebsites.com. Um, do whatever you need to do to get the help you need to grow your nonprofit. This isn't a time to sit down on the sidelines. It's not a time to wonder what's going to work. There's a group of people who have been studying what works for nonprofits, and that's my group here in Tampa, Florida. We've got some wonderful answers for you. We've got a wonderful creative team, a marketing team, and consulting team to help you through whatever challenges you have, whether you're a startup nonprofit or you are full steam ahead going and uh, just need to find ways of improving what you're doing. Uh, maybe you just need to redesign your website. Maybe you just need to revamp your marketing. Maybe you need somebody from the outside to come in and see if what you're doing is everything you can be doing. Either way, contact us, nonprofitwebsites.com. And uh, thank you so much. It's another successful uh, podcast episode, by the way, number 10. Thank you very much. We're in double digits. Uh, have a great day and God bless. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. It's been a great episode, and I hope that it challenged you in some way and provided you with some tools to build, advance, and market your nonprofit. But before you go on your day, uh, I want to tell you about a free resource. Are you the nonprofit leader who wants to raise money for your cause, get the message out, inspire and engage your board, increase the influence of your organization? Maybe you want to attract talented staff and volunteers or keep your supporters better informed about your wins. Maybe you even want to just establish a great reputation in your service area and in your industry. But you find that you lack the funding you need, you don't really know where to go next. Maybe you're even scared of running out of money and resources before your mission is successful. Well, we completely understand your fight and how important your mission is to this world. We've worked with over 60,000 nonprofits around the world for the last 15 years, learning about how to build, advance, and market their organizations using the internet. We have a proven success formula that we've put together, and it helps organizations accomplish their mission, get more funding, find the right donors and volunteers, and ultimately get their message out around the world about what they're doing. So they don't have to shut down, suffer from insufficient funding, uh, attract unreliable people, or ultimately fail their mission. We've got a free checklist for each phase of our formula, which we lovingly call BAM, and they're available right now at nonprofitwebsites.com. So go download what thousands of other nonprofits have already started using uh, to become the organization that they've always really strived to be, and it's 100% free, so you can't lose. Anyway, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day. See you next time.